and welcome to this week's shark-only edition of the Fins Up podcast. I am your host, Mortz, and I am joined by the drunkest man on the planet on Saturday night. Uh, that is my beautiful co-host, Southo Dan. How you doing, buddy? Mate, it's ironic, but I don't remember that happening at all. <laughs> Mate, I've heard some absolute <laughs> stories about this. Uh, good weekend, by the sounds of it. A fantastic weekend. I'm sure, sure we'll get into it. I'm sure some of the stories will come out, but... Uh, yeah, mate, I was Bahama Mahmoud before we even got in there. It was uh, was quite a game, and I'm going to lean on you heavily tonight for the, the facts and insight, and I'll just come in with the jokes where I can remember. Before we, yeah, before we even talk about that, how did you pull up on Sunday? That's the big question. Sunday was actually pretty good. I had a Gatorade ready, and I ordered some tacos at about 11.30. Uh, so I had about a two-hour gap. I had to watch a show before the footy started. So pretty perfect weekend. I don't know if I'd do it again. But, uh, yeah, so far, so good. Yeah, right. It was a uh, bit of a mixed weekend for me, obviously. Um, you know, we won soccer 8-0 on Saturday, and then uh, on Sunday, top of the table clashed. And uh, I dropped the ball off a corner, and they scored, and we lost 1-0. Uh, so I've, I've, I've slept on that one for a week. It's lucky I've had a big distraction on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, look, that's, that's very unfortunate, but it has to get through 10 players till it gets to you, and someone should no, have met it. Really this, this is just a corner. I just went straight up for a catch and fucking <laughs> dropped, dropped it. it. That's right. Was the, was the ball wet? There's got to be some extenuating circumstance. No, nah, the, the, the guy hit a header and it was just it was soft hands. It just and I, it just fell over the line. So That's right, mate. But, uh, but we won our basketball semi-final. Oh, fantastic. Uh, so honey badgers are back and we're back into the grand final. So um, that's enough of that. We should kick off the game, Dan. And I guess there's a moment in the match we have to talk about. Dominated it's, the headlines. It's on everyone's lips, and it's Jack Williams charged the ball down, picked it up without fumbling, and scored a try. Talk about controversial. I never in a million years would have seen that coming. It happened, and I was there, literally in line with it, and I turned to the boys, and I said, boys, I'm Scarlett Johansson. Did I just see that? And they said, yes, Daniel, you saw Jack Williams score a try. But sorry, that was the pickup. The pickup. You know, and then he fell over. I thought, well, once he's picked it up, he's going to fall over and drop the ball. No, old Pom Hands just got up and scored a try. It was brilliant. Uh, so we played off that joke, Dan, but I know there's a controversial topic you want to talk about, so it's, I'm, I'm leaving it over to you. Mate, look, I got angry when this happened. Uh, furious. Ask anyone that was Dan, there. Your, your tweets about this have just been unreal as well. Look, it's been a, it's been a controversial moment. Uh, dominate the headlines again. Keegan Hipgrave scored a try against us, and I just I can't stand for such fucking bullshit. <laughs> Mate, you should. Oh, man, I've been I've been f- like fake angry on here and at games before, but you talk to the boys, and I was I was very unhappy with the state of things. I was calling for immediate expulsion from the competition. You let that prick score a try, you don't deserve to play finals football. Shoot us to Perth, Fremantle, Mars, we deserve it. Rubbish. Never want to see that again in my life. Yeah, look, it's, it's very unfortunate when a player of Keegan Hipgrave's caliber scores a try against you, but so be it. But um, no, let's let's actually talk about the game now and, and the actual real incident that we wanted to, to talk about. Sharks 30, the Gold Coast Titans 18. In a game soured by... Um, Obviously, Kevin Proctor being accused uh, of biting Sean Johnson and found guilty of the judiciary. Um, you've had some time to go back and watch the replay, Dan. Uh, you were also at the ground a little bit drunk, but what was the initial reaction of yourself and the people around, and what are your thoughts after you've seen all the footage? Truthfully, no one really had any idea what was going on. Um, Perinara blew six again, so I blew up. And then someone behind us had the sports ears in and said he's bit him. So I'm thinking... The penalties come from the bite. And I thought, hey, hold on a minute. That's not really a six again sort of penalty. So I, I turned to Rich and I said, has Johnson bit him? And he had no idea. We, we were too far away. It was on the other side. But confusion, to be honest. And then when they called Proctor out, we were chanting off, off, off because we sort of put two and two together. But not until the third or fourth, fourth replay could we really see what was going on because obviously, you know, we'd had a few beers um, say the least, and it is over the other side of the field, so it's you know it's not exactly the high def connection we have now. But uh, at the game, I thought, oh, I don't, you know, is he going to get sent for ten here? As soon as he sent him off, I went on on Twitter, and about four hundred thousand people had sent little images and gifs and videos of the incident. Uh, at the time, I didn't think it was that bad. After seeing the replays, 
you know, four weeks starts to make a bit of sense. But um, yeah, mate, at the at the game, no one had any idea what was going on until that third or fourth replay because you just don't expect that to happen. No, exactly right. Look, watching it live, I, and it was it was a you know watching the game live was really nice. We came straight off the field, um, and Paige actually got dropped off to watch the game with me, and we're sitting there watching it, and and, and it looked like Sean. It called something straight away, and and then you know Perinara blew six again, and you know when they've called out, they said, "Hang on a minute, is there a bite?" And then you have a look at the replay. I had no doubt that Kevin Proctor bit him, um, no doubt in my mind straight away. You know, and we're going to get into some of the hot takes that we've read from the media people along the way, but there was no, it, it's not a James Graham on Billy Slater bite, but it's a bite, and. People saying that Perinara ruined the game for sending him off. Well, that was the advice given to Henry Perinara by the video referee. Well Henry Perinara didn't know what was going on. He asked Sean Johnson if he had been bitten. Then he had to separate the two players from going off at each other. And then he's got advice. And you can hear Perinara say, hang on, you, you've got clear vision of a bite. And then he goes, I, I'm thinking a send-off. So th- that's it. That, that, that's where it went there. I think Perinara handled the situation perfectly. Well, yeah, he called put a, it to there. He, he called a six again because he thought Sean Johnson was working him over in the ruck. Yep, yep. That's how it looked in first. Not, yep. Yeah, not that, not that he had actually been bitten. So I thought he handled the situation well. I think from there, it's been poorly handled by Cronulla. That's that's where I'm going. That, that's where I want to go with it on the, on the next part. But... There have been some people come out that I think Kevin Proctor probably wished didn't come out on his behalf. <laughs> now, Mal Meninga said that he probably feared for his life. Now, if you if you forearm, and I did some, you know, it's not hard to do this, but I did some Google research, and Kevin Proctor says he's got bad sinuses. So you just imagine for a minute that his nose is completely blocked and he can't breathe out of it. If you've got a forearm or an arm, not a hand, an arm over the mouth, it takes about five minutes to suffocate. I don't think Perinara is going to let a tackle go on for five minutes, so I don't believe Kevin Proctor was fearing for his life. No. He said he, he said he couldn't breathe. Just move your head back. Move your head to the side. Seems easy. Yeah, it wasn't that hard. <laughs> you know, it's not that hard to do. So Mal Meninga's take of he feared for his life, Mal didn't deny the bite. The next person who came out is Gordon Tallis, and I wouldn't want a character reference from that guy. He beat This is the Gordon Tallis who beat the snot out of... Uh, our boy Ben Ross for no reason when he was a rookie, turned around and said, well, I would have bit him harder. So thank you, Gordon. You were confirming there was a bite. Brilliant. Awesome. <laughs> Smart work going on at the Gold Coast. 2-0, yeah. Uh, Gus came out and said, you don't have to look at what Kevin Proctor did. You have to look at what Sean Johnson didn't do. So he said, Sean Johnson didn't react. But if you slow it down, you can, you can see Sean Johnson yelling out twice. He then says, Sean Johnson got up and played on straight away. Well, no, he didn't, because the dummy half had gone down the short side, and Sean Johnson was still on his knees looking at his arm, calling Kevin Proctor a prick. Mm-hmm. That's two reactions, but Gus said it didn't happen. Gus then said, Sean Johnson didn't make a complaint on the field, despite the audio picking up saying, he bit me. So, that's wrong there. And then uh, another outstanding character reference, with reference is our very own Paul Gallon come out and said... <laughs> He didn't bite him, and I rang everyone at, at the Sharks, and they said that there was no bite. I guarantee you Paul Gallon didn't ring anyone. <laughs> no one's going to pick up that phone call. We got rid of him. We got rid of him in March. We don't want him anymore. No. He's a pain in the ass. Look, it was uh, and then, the list. And then, and then the last one that came, well, you know, obviously he's had he's had full support of the, the Fox Sports board in Paul Kent and James Hooper, which is two other people you don't want. Going. And the last one that came out is Sam Thiday. <laughs> I'm so- not a very yeah, compelling I'm, class, is I'm it? Not, I'm not taking those character references into uh, into the tribunal with me. In fact, if I'm Kevin Proctor, I'm sitting there going, please ignore the media. <laughs> please shut please up. Please ignore the... Just <laughs> listen to my lawyer and fuck what the papers said. Every one of them. I, look, I agree with everything you said. I think Talis was just showed his lack of intelligence. Uh, Meninga, you know, he's, he's a Titans man through and through now for whatever God knows what reason, so he just made whatever came up. Uh, look, Proctor, you know, this is a guy that's never been suspended or to the judiciary. 250 games. Everyone's like, oh, it's not in his nature. Okay, but how many times do you hear of people that just do stupid shit that's not in their nature? I mean, if he doesn't want to be at the judiciary, you don't bite the guy. And I, I think it was a bite. 
I definitely wasn't, as you said earlier, the the James Graham level bite that should have got that guy banned for almost life. You know, it was stupid. He bit him. He's trying to play the ball quickly. Just like you said, just fall back. Just take the tackle, get the six again, and let's go on. I thought Cronulla handled it badly in that they didn't tell Sean Johnson to shut up. He kept yeah. saying, oh, I back my mate, I back my mate. Okay, that's cool. Don't get me wrong. That, that's admirable. Whatever, however the fuck you say that word. Shut up. Don't post things. Don't, you know, if you go to the judiciary, okay, say, look, I, I felt like there was something there, but, you know, maybe he didn't bite me. I don't know. Maybe he just had teeth against my skin. You know, there's a technicality there. But you give every dumb fuck on Twitter all the ammunition they need, which pisses me off hugely, that, so Johnson said it to get a penalty, and then, you know, takes it back now. He should be suspended, Perinara should be suspended, blah, blah, blah. Kevin Proctor bit the bloke, and we're blaming the guy, the victim, for how he reacts. Can you imagine if this was a court case, and you're victim blaming? You wouldn't get any fucking sympathy from the same people on Twitter that are mouthing off, you know, good pun there, mouthing off, about this guy biting the bloke. What Johnson does, you know, he shouldn't have posted that on, on Instagram. That was dumb. But he's obviously trying to be, that's my teammate, he's my New Zealand brother, etc., etc. I get that. I'd probably do the same in a similar situation. But this guy's on, what, 900 grand leading the Daly M's. He's our most important player. And to put him in a position where the NRL can say, hey, you broke a rule, you're out for a week against Penrith, it's just fucking ludicrous. And for someone at the club to not say, hey, Sean, just put the phone down, what happens sucks. We're really sorry. Put your feet up. Have a day off, you know? Go play with the dogs on the beach. But instead, he's making these social media posts. And it just, every time it hit, my DMs just blew up. And I, I fucking hate when that happens. Yeah, look, my, my take on this is immediately after the game, I think Sean got it wrong. Immediately after the game, he got it wrong. When they're interviewing him at full time and they're asking him what happened, he turned around and said, nothing happened, nothing happened. Leave it on the field. There's your first headline. Because they've twisted that straight away. The, the journalists have twisted it straight away and said, Sean Johnson has now said nothing happened and he milked it and then, you know, every every other fan has come out and, and piled on Sean Johnson. Now, Sean Johnson's usually very smart and savvy with the media and he can, he can normally deflect very well. And I think, I think, you know, when he has thought about it and it is his New Zealand teammate, he's thought, nah, surely he probably couldn't do that to me. He did, okay? He did do it. But it's... At, you know, he came off with a groin injury. Someone had to go in there straight away and said, they're about to hound you on Fox. Just keep saying no comment. Mm-hmm. Don't don't say it didn't happen or don't say he definitely bit me or don't say, no, 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 I got it wrong. It should have just been a no comment. Let's talk about the game. Let's talk about the win. Let's talk about my groin injury. Instead, he turned around and said, oh, leave it on the field. You know, what happens on the field stays on the field. I'm over it. Um, he got sent off. Let's leave it there. That makes you look like an idiot. To then go and put that Instagram post up three or four hours before the tribunal comes along, or, the, or you know he's got to go and give evidence, and he says, I am going to go in there and back my mate, it makes you look worse. It, it, it Honestly, it makes, it, it makes you look worse. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm really high on Sean Johnson, the player, but I just think the way that he's handled himself in this situation is really poor. Um, and he's also brought some unneeded attention to us. You know, we're preparing for our biggest game of the season, we're trying to get a big scalp. And the media is just on him. All he needed to do was just turn and say to them at the end of the game, I'm not talking about it. If you keep asking me questions, I'm just going to do what Wayne Bennett, Wayne Bennett did and I'm just going to blank you. Let's move on. That social media post was awful. It was it was the worst thing that I've seen. Uh, well, not, not that that's over-dramatising over, over it, but it was, it was, it was awful. It's and it shouldn't have been put up. The club should have told him to take it down straight away. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that he went in there into the judiciary and said, at the time I thought he had a bite, but then I realised it was Kev, so no, he didn't bite me. It's a... Would he have gone there if that was Liam Martin from the Panthers? No, no chance. It's his mate. He's no. sticking up for his yeah. mate. And that's, that's, that's exactly what the, the judiciary have turned around and they have charged Kevin Proctor for Sean Johnson's reaction on the field, and I'm glad they did that. They they haven't turned around and go and they haven't turned around and listened to the guy who's had time to cool down and rethink his actions. They've taken his actions in the heat of the play, where the situation happened, where he's told the referee he's been bit, where the bloke's been sent off, where he showed Henry Perinara a red mark from from his teeth. That's that's what he's been charged for, and, and that's the smart part about it. I'm glad the judiciary handled it the way it did. 
I honestly get the feeling if Kevin Proctor had been let off because of Sean Johnson's um, evidence, the, the NRL would have come down hard on Johnson for lying and changing his story. Agreed, and it had happened all the time. It reminds me of something that happened years ago. I can't remember the exact, but one of the mates came out. Billy Slater or something? Shoulder charge? Uh, and he's... Uh, was it that? Or, I remember, the one that I remember was the uh, when Josh McGuire eye-gouged uh, Cam Munster. That might be it. And he's, he's, the Queensland teammate said, oh, no, he didn't yeah. do it. And it was like, oh, how much did he fucking pay him to testify? Yeah, it yeah. sets a bad example. A uh, bad, bad yeah, precedent, rather. The, the last part that kind of pissed me off last night, like I'm glad that we got the justice, but... They they said that uh, Kevin Proctor's uh, 250 games without being charged once should come into his favour. However, they didn't allow that for James Graham. Now, James Graham made his professional debut in England in 2005, came to the NRL in 2012, played six years of rugby league for St. Helens, and was never charged once, was never suspended never went to the judiciary. The first time he went to the judiciary was when he bit Billy Slater on the ear and the NRL didn't give him that same leniency. They did go overseas to find out what his prior record was like, but they didn't give James Graham that leniency. They hit him with 12 weeks. For mine, Kevin Proctor should have been out for the entire season. Six weeks to go, bang, that would have been that would have been perfect. The Titans aren't playing finals football. Let him go and play test football in the in the postseason. Yeah, I there were a lot of people calling for life bands and stuff, which was just crazy. That's uh, stupid. There were people that were saying 12 weeks like Johnson, uh, like Graham. Again, stupid was nothing like that. I think four to six was about fair. I would have rubbed him out for the season to send a message. But, yeah. you know, yeah, I'm not unhappy right, with four. But, again, we got we got the send-off and we won the game. So whatever happens after doesn't really concern me because we got we got the justice. If I was playing the Titans this weekend, I'd obviously want Kevin Proctor out because he's one of their better players. So last night, I wasn't as caught up. Like, I, I cared because it was one of our players, but I didn't really care about the results so much. I thought the, the, the reaction was over the top on both sets of sides. The, the, the biters and the Annians, and, and just, it was crazy. Just, just showed how ridiculous social media could be. But in terms of the game, it was a pretty good game. Like, the Titans were right in it up to their eyeballs, and Cronulla managed to win on the back of some Johnson Bruins, but also talking about as a guy who beat him, which says it all, yeah. four weeks minimum, done. Yeah. Um, you know, I, 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 I followed it really, really hard last night because I guess I'd kind of invested myself because I went at every Titans fan Sunday, Monday, uh, and they were in my mentions. The minute Johnson came out and said he didn't bite me, my notifications were just going off. The minute Kevin Proctor was found suspended, I was screen capping and posting waves. I got blocked by about 100 people. I went to Phil Gould all week. He hasn't responded to me. Um, I went at Mike, uh, Michael Karianis. No, nah, I haven't got a response from him. The only journalist who's responded to me is Brent Reed, yeah. saying that Sean Johnson should be held accountable for his, his comments. And I was like, yeah, but if he doesn't want to talk about it, why should he? Exactly. He should never have been in a position. But uh, yeah. either side of the bite, mate. I was very angry, and then I was very happy. So Yeah. Look, I, I thought... Uh, let, let's start talking about the game now. We've given this enough airtime. I thought the game was... It was going exactly how I thought it would. We played in some monsoonal conditions. The guys' legs were heavy. We didn't We didn't train um, until Wednesday. You know, as far as get out on the field and go for a run. You know, obviously they are doing some weights and some recovery and some physio, but they didn't actually get out on the field with ball in hand and you know, properly until Wednesday. So I thought it would be, you know, leggy and sluggish and obviously the Titans scored first. Um, a bit of Aaron Woods magic, you know, gets us gets us back in the game and then some Sean Johnson brilliance. You know, we're, we're up 12-6 and, you know, you think that, you think that, okay, Cronulla's got enough to pull away, but as the last game, the Titans scored right on halftime. Uh, we go in level. It's anyone's game until the brain snap. After the brain snap, Sean Johnson was fired up, and that was it. It was game over. It was. Oh, look, I always got the feeling that we were going to win in the second half. We, we were pretty frustrated because by the time we got to our seats, the Titans were 4 or 6 nil up, whatever it was. Um, and, you know, we, we scored. But as soon as... Even at halftime, when they scored on halftime, I thought they did that last time. We came out and put 30 on them in the second half. The, the class will get there. Their forwards aren't real good. Joy Arrow was off injured. I just couldn't say a way to get back in. But the next set from the bite, you get Johnson kicked to an unmarked Katari goes in, and we're all yelling, this can be 50 or 60. Didn't look like that kind of game, to be honest, after after sobering up. 
I don't think we were we were that good, but I always felt we were better than the Titans. Yeah, we we are a better football team than the Titans. You know, not one to seventeen, we're a better football team. Oh, maybe not the one. I, I thought AJ Brimson was brilliant as well, but I didn't expect Will Kennedy to run him down either when he made that break. <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. I was Absolutely I was I thought Brimson was done, mate. I was I was like, God damn it, that's good for Serb coach, but not for my sanity. Yeah, yeah, um, and you know. It, I don't, I don't really think we were ever uncomfortable. I think we were frustrated because we were tired from, from the last week's game, and I think we were frustrated because things weren't going our way. Bounce of the ball wasn't going our way. Henry Perinara wasn't going our way. Um, you know, we, we, were, we were making some some silly silly mistakes. You know, there, there's chances where... I mean, Sean Johnson hit in the, in the second half. Sean Johnson hit Talakai with a nice short ball. If you'd gone out the back to Will Kennedy, we had a three-on-one yeah. overlap. You know, so we were just we just weren't making the right. And after he passed the ball to Talakai, you see Johnson put his hands on his head and go, "Fuck!" You know, I've made a mistake there. But yeah, it was just it, it was like that. That was once once the incident happened, the penny dropped. We kicked on. I thought Wade Graham was really class this week. Um, his involvement probably still isn't you know where I want it where I'd want it from Wade Graham. He scored a nice try. That Fogarty bloke is fucking strong. He picked Wade Graham yeah. up. I thought he, I, I thought he didn't score. Like, yeah. I, obviously on the replay, he quite clearly got the ball down. But that effort was just next level incredible. Yeah. Um, I, overall, I don't think there's there's much you can complain about from that game, apart from, you know, when Sean went off, it was thirty to twelve. Um, when, when he left the field, it's sort of like we packed up shot. Well, we've got the two points in the bag. Let's focus on Penrith next week. Unfortunately, they scored another. 30-12 to 12 would have been fair for where the game was at. And for anyone who had us at 13+, plus, I feel really sorry for you. Just Keegan Hipgrave destroyed your dreams. He did? <laughs> Fucking Keegan Hipgrave. Um, who, who were your standout players of the match? Like, Obviously, you've had to go back and re-watch it. But, uh... um, my standout player was Toby Rudolph for after the match. Um, yep. That dance was incredible. I know I sent you the video on... On Saturday afternoon, where I've yelled "fins up, Toby," and he's he's laughing, give me the fins up. I said, "Where's one for Terry?" And he's um he sort of rolled his eyes and then done it again. Greatest sport ever. But that dance, he was my my player of the match. Um, to be honest, I I can't piece a lot of the game together. I was having a uh, a jolly old time. I remember Moylan kicking a sideline conversion, which I didn't think his hamstrings had let him get the ball to the goalpost. I think he was pretty ordinary otherwise. Don't know. Uh, Talakai, though, every time I looked up, that guy had the ball. I'll tell you what, Britt Nakora's not getting back in that side. That's done. You um, enjoy the rest of your weekend and uh, the rest of your season. I hear there's some good specials on Bali for when the flights open up. Take that, Britt. Um, and I thought uh, the middles were good. Jack Williams was good. Don't remember him dropping the ball, but again, might have been the beverages. Um, so, yeah, I'll go, I'll, go that, I'll go that raid tag bunch of players. And I thought Jesse Ramian... Um, was a sexy human and broke about a million tackles. Super coach, it's got to count for something. Yeah, look, obviously, uh, being able to watch the game live and sober, and then watch the replay of the game as well. I, I, I gave my man of the match. I gave my vote to to Sean Johnson. Um, he set the try up for Talakai. He set the try up for Katoa. And you know, obviously, once he got fired up, that was he, he was he was unplayable. Uh, you were right though, Talakai. Nakora is not getting back in this team no whatsoever. You just have a look. The, the, the biggest criticism from Britton Nakora was his work rate, and we've stuck a bloke in there who just wants to work. Another you know, 200 metres? Yeah. Um, I think he, to- he topped the metres again for us, didn't he? Yeah, yeah he did. 220 yeah. or something from memory. It was, yeah, it was insane. Ridiculous. Um, and I gave my other, my other point to uh, Josh Dugan. I thought he was sensational on the weekend as well. Very defensively sound. I'm glad he's he's uh, available for Penrith this weekend. Oh, um, we need we him. Need, Absolutely yeah, need him. Exactly what we need. But speaking of what we need, and I know you said it before, Matt Moylan uh, wasn't good with the ball again. He did his job passing the ball to to Sean. He did his job, you know, going down the short side a couple of times. Got Wade involved quite heavily. I think he's very easy to read on what he's going to do when he runs across field. He's either going to turn the ball inside to Wade or Dugan. Um, but his defence. That shot he put on Hipgrave in the first half to get the ball back for us was incredible. And I think that that's 
that's what we need against Penrith. We need a strong defensive combination. And since Moylan and Dugan have been back, we haven't seen any bad decisions from Wade Graham. So I think, yeah, and I think uh, you, you talk about our middles. The last bad game that Aaron Woods played, ironically, was against Penrith. Mm-hmm. He has been sensational since then. Ueli has lifted. Uh, I was a little bit gun-shy on, on Blake Braley. He backed out of that Jared Wallace try right on halftime. He needed to put his body on the line for that. Um, Sorensen and Williams did their job. Yeah, Rudolph coming off the bench. It, it was a quieter game for Rudolph. He only had, like, I think, about 110 metres or something. But you know, he, he was allowed a quiet game. Uh, made all his tackles. Um, yeah, it was it was a really good team effort. But there's there's another uh, another player that I want to talk to you about is uh, Will Kennedy. Mm-hmm. We've just re-signed him. Chad Townsend's due back in a couple of weeks. Do you put Moylan at fullback or do you keep Kennedy there? They're gonna put Moylan at fullback, but I'd keep Kennedy there. Absolutely. I think he's um yeah. he's really come into it. He plays well above his size. Where he ran down Brimson the other day was great. His positioning's real good. You know, I know he made a few errors against Penrith, but I mean, I mean Parramatta. But my God, and that that he weather. Didn't, he didn't make. He didn't. No, Kennedy it, didn't make any errors. It was St George. It was Penrith. St George. Yeah, 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 where he jumped over the ball and stuff in the disgusting wet. I think he's been fantastic. I think left and right, he turns up. He's he's quicker than Moylan. Um, he's probably better under the high ball than Moylan, to be honest. I know Moyes has been pretty good this year, but I think Kennedy overall has got him. I, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be messing with it. The only change I'd make, if you're going to bring a half in, I know they're going to bring Chad. I'd look at Trindle in and maybe Moylan to fullback. But if we if we beat Penrith with this side, this is our best side moving forward. If we get flogged, okay, you can bring Chad back. You know, you you can't keep picking the same side. I I personally think, and you know, I I personally think that there is a value for Chad Townsend in this team still for the rest of this season because. It's allowing, whilst Chad's in the team, it allows Sean Johnson a little bit more freedom. Now, on the weekend, Sean Johnson got a little bit more freedom because Matt Moylan was actually able to break stride. Um, I think if you're going to bring Chad back in, then Moylan's got to go to the bench and we don't see Connor Tracy again. Yeah. That's that, that's that's the move I'd be making there. You can't not have Will Kennedy at fullback. You've just you've re-signed him for a year on the basis of, you know, Moylan's off contract next year at the same time you are, and obviously we'll be able to extend you. you you've got every chance to become our, our full-time fullback. So you've got to let him have that opportunity. There's no Jets this year. You've got to keep him in the team. But that break from AJ Brimson just shows up why Kennedy needs to be in the team. Because Moylan ain't catching him. No, Moylan's not getting anywhere near him. He can't. He, he physically can't no. get near him. No. Um, yeah, Moylan ain't getting anywhere near... And Kennedy's just getting better week to week. Like he's And, and the other thing is, well, Wade Graham turned that ball inside. There was a gap there for Kennedy to run into. And, uh, you know, Hipgrave read it very well and crunched him. He kept the ball. Got yeah. up and played it. He's, you know, every week, like you said, he's getting better and better. Yeah. I, wouldn't be, I wouldn't be messing that up. That back three no. are so good coming out of trouble now. Ronaldo, yeah. Katoa, and, and Kennedy... Yeah, look, Moylan's in the best best seventeen. That's I don't yeah. know where you put him in, but he is. Chad's gonna be there because of you know what he's done, not what he is. I don't agree with it, but it's gonna happen. We know it is. I'd be very very disappointed if Will Kennedy gets left out. Yeah, I think the situation now has become a little. You know, obviously there's another player that's coming back into the team as well, and that's Andrew Fafita. And I think the situation becomes a lot easier now that Talakai's forced himself into the team, and Nakora's not going to get back in. Um, so we can play, we can carry that utility person, and and honestly, Matt Moylan offers more than Connor Tracy does. Now I know Tracy can play halfback, but you know as Tracy can play hooker. But you know if Blake Braley needs a rest, you just stick Chad in there. Yeah, absolutely. Agree. Ten, ten minutes of Townsend playing in there, it's not going to hurt anyone, and, and Moylan gets to come in into into the defensive line, and you can also bring Moylan in. You know, earlier into the game, and just give him a roaming position. Yeah, he can. He can play thirteen. Yeah. 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 Or, or, I mean, what we did against the Tigers, he he went and defended it at second row, and Wade Graham pushed him one. Yeah. Look, I I'm a big fan of Connor Tracy. I think he's got a big future at the club. And the last few weeks, he's been real good. Like having him there to play centre when Dugan came off was real handy. Although you know Talakai can obviously cover the position, but like yep. the other week when he had to come on at half and then he played hooker, it does offer a lot. But I can't see anything that Connor does except run at full pace. But Moylan can't, so I think I think that's a pretty easy decision. But I just as look as long as the four players are there, okay, 
because you gives you the the run of it. But you can't have Moylan come on with fifteen minutes to go. That's no. that's just he can't play the kind of Tracy role. You got to change it up. I think for Fedor will come back in. I think either um, probably Sorensen will make way. Maybe Williams. Yep. But uh, I I would definitely be leaving Toby and Royce. I don't think you touch that. It's, you know, no, big, big decisions. He's going to earn that contract re-signing, that's for sure. Yeah, I think, um, I think you know, when when Fafita comes back into the team, you know, we're obviously going to play that, that switcheroo where Fafita's going to be named at prop. Yoeli will start. Toby's going to be named at lock. I would probably have Jack Williams over Sorensen. I think Jack Williams has offered a lot more than Scott Sorensen has recently. Um, and the thing is, if, if Sorensen starts having a shocker, uh, sorry, if Williams starts having a shocker, you, you just hook him. Yeah, you, you Toby. stick Toby out there. Um, and then having you know having Royce Hunt for Fida come off the bench is going to be pretty scary. Um, I think yeah. Again, Matt, Matt Moylan takes the 14 spot for me. I, I I just think Chad's got to come into the the team, and it hurts me to say it, but he just gives the team a little bit of a little bit more direction. Against Brisbane, sometimes we look rudderless, and again, Sean Johnson just had to stand up in the last 10 minutes of the game and get us over the line. Against Parramatta in the wet. I personally believe that if Chad had played, he gets that last kick right. He gets his kick into the end goal right. We control the game a little bit better. Um, and then on the weekend against the Titans as well, it, you know, we scored 40 on him when Chad played last time and Chad played really well against the Titans. I think it hurts us not having the Jets because if he was injured and, and Trindle had been playing some football, I think Trindle would be our seven at the moment. But, yeah. you know, we, we've just said we've got to go what's in front of us at the moment. It's a short season as well. You know, it's, it's, we don't have the advantage of another five games past round 20. We've just got to get in and we've got to get our combinations right now. And I think that spine of Braley, Townsend, Johnson and, and Kennedy is our best spine. And if you can bring Matt Moylan off the bench, then, then that's, what you, that's what you do. Yeah, it's all positives. I worry about Chad in defence. And the thing I worry about it is they, they attack him. With Moylan in the line, you don't have a weakness. Whereas if you keep going at Chad, you're going to break him. Not all the time. The guy can defend. He's not the worst defender in the game, but he's going to break. And he's got that one missed tackle, really harsh, costly missed tackle in his game. That worries me. Look, yeah, if, if Moylan was to go down injured, you've you got to bring Chad back. You can't, you know, Trindle, as much as we love the kid, it's it's too big a ask for him. As good as he was on debut. So, yeah, you take emotion out of it. You're absolutely right. I just, if we beat Penrith this week with this side, this is the side we move forward with. Maybe you bring Fafita back in for Connor. Or something, I don't know. But if we can put Penrith away, this would be my best side. And everyone else, I'd say, look, if anything happens, you come in. But otherwise, this is the premiership winning side. Yeah, even still, beating Penrith this weekend, I still think there is a, there is a position in the team for Andrew Fafita. Um, just having his presence out on the field. like he, You could swap Fafita and Sorensen. Yeah. You honestly could. I think the, the presence of Andrew Fafita on the field and on the bench and warming up and in the sheds at halftime and on the sideline yelling out, I think I think that adds a little bit more to the team than obviously what, say, Sorensen or Williams is going to give you. But, yeah, you, you're, you're 100% spot on. If we beat Penrith this weekend, there is no chance you can move Kennedy from fullback. There's no chance you can move Moylan out of the team. The only change that you could make, again, is take Tracy out and put Townsend on the bench. Yep. Like, that's, that, that's it. But it's, it's going to be a big ask. But, look, I'm, I'm a little... You know, I was very, I think I was overconfident going into the last game, but, you know, everyone's, the last game against Penrith, but everyone's come out and said we didn't prepare well for it. We didn't, we didn't prepare, you know, maybe we bought into our press a bit too much. But since then, we've, we've had a run of really, really, you know, good results, good wins, and we haven't, you know, obviously we lost, we, we lost to Parramatta in a game that, you know, goal kicking let us down. And how fucking shit is it that, you know, Sean kicks open three in the monsoon, but then goes out and nails them from everywhere on on Saturday. Man, I was furious. Moylan, Moylan um, was kicking them from everywhere too. I know, mm. I know. Yeah, that 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 shot from Moylan as well um, was was absolutely beautiful. But yeah, look, it's just it's one of them things. Now I think we're going to be better prepared, and I think we're going to be better focused. And you know, you, we're talking about the Parramatta game was a missed opportunity because we're knocking right on the door of the top four. But now, now you know, teams like the Tigers are, are going to pick up shitty little wins. So you, you've got to keep winning to stay to stay in the top eight. Once once you get into the semi-finals, it's a whole new season. You, you, you hit the reset button, you go again. But we, you know, we've got to get there. And, and you know, I know we beat Manly when they were in the eight, but we we need a scalp. Yeah, we need we take 
Taking Parramatta would have been a scout. We need to make a statement against Penrith. Come out and ambush them early. We do, big time. Um, that Manly game doesn't count. We beat the Blacktown workers. Um, yeah. Scary stat that we haven't beaten anyone in the eight, but this weekend could change that. We're going to be better prepared. There's not a car mechanic coming in to score four tries on the weekend. We're not yeah. going in with a disgustingly slow and disorganised left side. Um, if this gets dragged into the game, we'll try and make it, which is a drag them out, hit up, just shit boring middle game that everyone's going to hate outside the two fan bases. That suits us to a T. We couldn't do that last time, and every time we tried, we'd give away a penalty, and they'd go right and they'd score. And it was just that that's not going to happen this weekend. Dugan's a far, far better player in every way than Goodwin. As good as Goodwin's been, I prefer, you know, Ronaldo on the wing or Katoa, whoever's going to line up. I noticed Katoa said, you know, whether I'm left or right this weekend, throwing it out there. I think they'll leave it as is. Either way, they're going to defend Heats better. Wade is Heats far improved, and Moylan's a better defender than Chad. So I think if they're going to get us, it's going to be 14-12 or or 16-8, or something, or it's going to be something magic from like a Dylan Edwards or a Cleary. I can't see him going to a rookie that, you know, is working for Lubmobile an hour and a half later that comes in and scores four easy tries. Just can't see yeah. that. Yeah, that, that's, that's the thing. You know, we're, we're not getting a nurse out of the COVID ward to go and stand on the wing for, for Penrith this weekend. But the, the key to this game is obviously their, their spine as well. You've just, you, you know, you, you can't let Coruscant run. You, you just you've got to be switched on to him the whole time, and you can't give Nathan Cleary any space. Mm-hmm. Jerome Luai is not going to be the guy who's going to set up four or five tries. You know, it's going to be Cleary, it's going to be Coruscant, and we again we've got to hit Edwards early. Mm-hmm. Put up a nice bomb, get the chases go. Put up a bomb on the right side and let Talakai just run through and hit him. Yep, see, cut the penalty yeah. if you need to. Yep. Yeah, um, but yeah, look, there's like this game. You know, obviously at the beginning of the week I thought, oh, you know, fuck, we're playing against Penrith, probably going to lose by 20. The more I think about it, the more I think Penrith are there for the taking. They haven't been outstanding either, so they'll probably flick a switch and score 50 again. But it's just this, you know, this time, better preparation, better mentality, better mindset. You know, we've had we've had uh, Ronaldo, that story about Ronaldo was awesome. We've had Katoa come out in the media today and just say that the, the team's more harmonised and, you know, it's, it's running along smoothly. And as I said, like, Aaron Woods has since that Penrith game, we're getting the best out of Aaron Woods. And this this game now, we said it last time. This game now, he needs to stand up. He needs to control that middle. I, I feel a little bit more confident having uh, Sorensen and Williams, you know, being able to juice up that middle as well. Um, and obviously, Toby and, and Hunt coming off the bench is is going to be massive for us as well. So, look, I think if we're going to win, it's going to be one of them really ugly grind them out. Bear in mind, we're the only team that scored 20 points on Penrith still. So, you know, our, our attack's our attack's not going to let us down, but we just have to defend. And Ashley Klein has given the most six agains out of any referee. We had him last time, and I think it was like 11-3 in the first half. Discipline. It's It's got to be there. It's got to be set on the tone early. Don't rush up. Don't get caught offside. Yeah, we... You know, if we can play smart, and it's going to take an 80-minute performance to beat Penrith. And I know that's cliche, but, you know, you can play 60 minutes against the Titans and win. You can't play 60 minutes against Penrith, because in that 20 minutes that you drop off, they'll beat you. No, I would go so far as to say we have to play our best game of the season to beat them. Um, look, Penrith set a record last week for most wins, I think 10 in a row, which for club wins, which is pretty amazing. When we, Cronulla, broke that record, the next week, I think, Parra were 18-0 up or something. Something happened, and we were like, oh, God, we got the record. Now we've switched off. If we can get 18-0 up, I can't see Penrith come back to beat us like we came back. Um, Look, I I wouldn't go so far as to say, you know, I'm confident of a win, but I'm confident we won't get belted like last time. We're a better team. We learned lessons. That was a wake-up call that we probably needed. We beat some pretty shitty teams pretty handily. And you know you beat you beat a manly team for like by forty points. That looks great, but you got to look at who you beat. So you know, go, I that Parramatta hit that game that loss probably did more for us than this win against the Titans for me. I think we were right in it, and we probably should have won that game. I think if we get close enough to Penrith, I don't think we'll let him go. So I think Johnson's just that little bit better. But that Johnson Cleary matchup, sign me up. Yeah. I mean, the, the spine battle this weekend, you know, Dylan Edwards is really underrated. He's come good really, since really I bagged him, absolutely. He's, he's playing really well. 
And it's now to a point where Will Kennedy's really underweighted because 85% of our fan base want him dropped. Yeah, um, so it, it's going to be a great spine battle. But once again, it's just going to be, don't make your mistakes. You know, you've got to, you've got to, you, to, to beat Penrith, you've got to ca- uh, complete 85%. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we, we turn around and say we, we, we only want to miss, you know, 22 tackles a game. Do it. Prove it. Prove that you only want to miss 22 tackles a game. Read the play a lot. Oh, I hate that prick on Twitter, by the way, but read it a lot better because last time they were just going, you know, they were block play, block play, block play, fucking hell, the fucking nappy changer scored. And they, again, block play, block play, block play. Oh, look, my dad's a fucking electrician scored again. You know, it's 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 just a simple thing. You've just got to understand how Penrith are playing. They run the same decoys every week. On the right-hand side, like, I know people are turning around and go, oh, you know, Talakai's going to handle... Kikau a lot better. Nakora's done a great job on Kikau when he's been up against him. So I don't know what the situation is there, like why people think that Nakora can't handle him. But I that that's a battle for mine, Kikau versus Talakai. I'm, I'm, I'm oozing for that battle. That's going to be a ripper. The forwards, right across the park, this game is better. I know it's one versus, what are we, sixth or seventh? But it's yeah. this is a one versus four quality sort of game, or a three versus yeah. four. It's going to be so close. You're absolutely right about discipline. If we give away 10 penalties, we're done. If we can keep that to two to three and a couple of six agains, get under their skin by all by all means, but just don't do the dumb shit. And especially when we got them pinned down on the fourth tackle at their 20 and you give away six again. If you're going to give six away agains, give them in the first tackle or two, down their end or on our line and just keep, you know, lay it all over and slow them down. So we've got to be really smart with it. Klein, Klein will bash us, but he'll bash Parramatta too. And, but I tell you, uh, Penrith rather, but every time he bashes Penrith, Josh Robbo is going to blow up twice as much as you or I will for Cronulla. So no matter what the penalty count, it's going to seem like Penrith have been shafted. Yeah. Um, I you've got me now. Oh, talking about the six agains given away on the first tackle, did you watch, I'm, I'm certain it was the Broncos Raiders game on the weekend. It was a zero tackle, uh, and I, I'm pretty, like, just going off, I was you know, a little bit under the weather on Saturday night, but um, Rapana takes a hit up on the zero tackle, and the referee gives six again, and then, you know, from the play of the ball, they, they drop the ball. And Jared Croker walks over and says, what advantage did we get from that six again? It was on, it was on the zero tackle. You gave us the zero tackle back, yeah. and then we've, we've dropped, give us the penalty. You know, so I, I, I think that, like, I love that six again rule. I think it is going to get reviewed, but you, you're right, though. If you're, going to, if you're going to kick and pin him to the corner and, and your chase isn't good, give it away. Mm-hmm. You know, get, get, get your line set. Absolutely. We've got to be smart. We've got to out-coach him. This is, this is Morris's big chance. They're talking about giving him a, um, a contract extension. If he can out-coach Cleary this weekend... Give him a blank contract. Say, sign what you want. Let, let's keep building. Because all the players are signed. Now we've got to get the coach and the management in. I don't see any coach now that's open that Cronulla need to move for. I think it's good. In two years, we're going to be so rich with our salary cap money after a few big-name players came off and we can downgrade them and sign elsewhere. So, you know, if he earns it over the next few weeks, John, you know, Johnny Morris might have something special on his hands, but if we come out and get whacked by Penrith by 40 this weekend, we're back to the drawing board and we're starting again. And with four or five weeks to go to finals, it's just, it's not it's not enough time. So we, we've got to perform this weekend. This, this is the performance that can really put the rest of the top eight on a little bit of notice because we do have a game up against, we have a game coming up against Newcastle and we have a game coming up against Canberra. And if you can perform against Penrith suddenly you know if you, if you go and get belted by, by 50 again then Newcastle and Canberra don't take you seriously mm-hmm. and and you probably psych yourself out of this game as well going Jesus we can't beat a top 8 team we're not competitive against a top 8 team but if you, if you can compete or even beat you, you're sticking the competition on notice and that's uh, that's what we have to do like if we if we come out of that game say we lose 16-14 and we've given Penrith a real red hot crack Newcastle are going to have to be at their best, so they're going to overthink it. Canberra are going to have to be at their best. They're going to overthink it. The Roosters, who are in dreadful form and dreadful injury at the moment, they're, they're definitely going to overthink it. So, yeah, this you're, you're right. This this game now is is arguably our most important going into the finals. Yeah, big time. Sets a tone. And like you mm. said, if we can send a message, people do start looking over their shoulders, whereas at the moment they're probably thinking, 
if you can stop Cronulla from scoring 40, you'll probably get them because they can't defend. Yeah. We need to hold yeah. another top eight team to virtually 10 or 12 points to send a message. Yeah, yeah and, and the other thing as well is our soft draw is coming to an end. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not getting we're not getting another game against the Bulldogs. We're not getting another game against the Dragons. We're not playing you know the Tigers for a revenge game. You know we got we got a game against the Warriors, and then it's a it's a pretty difficult and tricky run in. So we, sooner or later we're going to have to start setting the tone. Or these teams that are behind us, like your Manlys, when they get their players back, like the Tigers when they when they get their crack at the shit teams, they're going to jump over us. Exactly right. This is this is this is huge this weekend. It sucks that it's a six o'clock game on Friday. I um Richie and Jimmy talked me into getting Michelle Pfeiffer this Friday night, but I got the kids, so that probably works in my favour. So I probably add a little bit more next week. So so, so, so it's it's story time, Dan. Tell us about the weekend. Oh, so we, we had a good weekend. So we rocked up, you know, had had a few bevies beforehand. I watched the Cooper Cronk crying episode of the um the grand final replay. That was really really entertaining. Um, got to the game, you know, sunk a few um Cap Morgans beforehand. I walked in, got yelled at by about five people. I recognised about two of them. Sat down. We scored a try. I think Dugan scored. Can't remember anything. Then Proctor got sent off. Uh, Then we won the football game. And then I remember Toby dancing, so it was a pretty good weekend. Uh, After the game, we walked up to the Carlton, whatever that is. I got in with my gym shorts. That was really good. Just, um, you know, battered the eyelids at the the old bouncer and got let in. Uh, And then we got one start on the way home on the Uber, which was a real disappointment. My first one-star experience. Uh, my phone has two new cracks in it where your mate, not mine, Richie, kept knocking my phone out of my hands while I was trying to tweet. So that was that was very annoying. And then I, um, 20 bucks I owed uh, Jimmy and he ate it. So he, he ate it. He literally ate it. So between the three of us, I think we deserve that one he, star. He, he, he actually swallowed the $20. He ate the $20, mate. So he's going to be literally pissing money away for the next couple of days. So. That is an incredible, incredible story. Oh, there, there's, there's so much more, but it's not, it's not the time nor place. But uh, no, I had, I had a great weekend, and I think a big shout out to both boys. Hopefully, they're over their hangovers and they can hear me out. It was good, but um, as you know me, I, I don't like to drink in excess or, or swear or, or make you know I, I don't like the attention. So it, it was good fun to break out of my shell for a couple of hours with the, uh, with the gents. What are you doing for the game this weekend? Are you, uh, you just going to watch it with the kids? Just going to watch it with the kids, mate. By the time I get home, it's going to be close to 7 o'clock, so I'll annoy some people on the train so I don't have my earphones, but I need to hear the game for obvious reasons. So I'll probably listen to it, watch it on the way home and listen as best I can. Uh, and then kids in the room with the PlayStation on until 8 o'clock, and then if they lose, well, <laughs> but if they win, I think it's party time, mate. Yeah, look, um, make sure that you get into a quiet carriage and turn your phone up for ball because that, that really pisses people off. Uh, well, fuck them. They're going to turn around and go, actually, we do care about this game. Let's do it. Last time this happened, I think we even played Penrith last year or two years ago from memory. I had it on and the guy was looking over my shoulder and I sort of held it up. He's like, oh, can't get like reception. So I was like, oh, you know, watch the game. Then I felt better of it and turned it back where I was. But, uh, mate, everyone's going to want to watch the game anyway. So I think I'm doing them a favour. Game of the round for you? Uh, absolutely. I haven't even seen the rest of the round, and I know it's a game of the round. Yeah, I think Storm Parramatta would have been game of the round, but Melbourne have got like 900 injuries or something at the moment. Smith, Munster, um, and oh, Smith might play. Munster's definitely out. Jesse Bromwich is suspended. I think Parramatta are going to walk that one in. But yeah, game of the round for mine, at, at least on paper, um, with, with the two squads that got named um, on Tuesday. So. I think, um, yeah, you know, look, hopefully we've put, you know, last weekend behind us. We've put Tuesday night behind us. Um, my notifications are still going off from Titans fans, so I'm going to jump back on in a minute. Mm-hmm. It's been the most entertaining, you know, 72 hours of my life. Just these Titans fans, man, they, they, they saw a different they saw a different footage than I saw. They, it's, like, it's like Penrith with the TikToks, you know. Oh, it's fine. He didn't break any rules, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, he beat him. And uh, Nathan Cleary danced really badly, so Cleary's yeah, day for me. Cleary's day. Nathan Cleary can't dance like Toby Rudolph, and that's where we'll win the game. Certainly, can. I agree. In the after party, we'll win by a yeah. while. Um, just, just one, one more thing before we go. They're really, really unlucky, but Penrith, well, I think, allocated five thousand tickets for this game, and their, their season ticket holders took them all. So there won't be one Sharks fan in there this weekend. There's one, the um, oh, Chrissy or whatever her name is, the the redhead, the fun one. 
her boyfriend is a Penrith fan, and she bought, he bought two tickets, and she's going to be there. So, I think I think Paul um, might be heading to the game. He, he's he, you know obviously he lives out that way, and he's been asking a couple of his mates if you know they've they've been able to purchase tickets or cash them back. But yeah, it's. It's going to be a really hostile environment because generally when we play Penrith, you know, you can sort of say it's 60-40 in terms of the crowd and we've got we've got a big following mm-hmm. out in the Western Suburbs as well. So, But yeah, you know, if you've got 5,000 Penrith fans there just going at us, it's going to, it's going to be red-hot fun. It's going to be I'm, fun. I'm, I'm really excited for the game, you know, and I'm probably more excited that I'm working from home for the next two days as well. So I'm going to be fresh off a nap getting up for this game. So it's going to be unreal. That's fantastic. I'm really excited about it. I wish it wasn't at this time slot. But uh, if they win, it certainly sets the weekend up nicely. And it's funny you mention that. Penrith's my favourite away trip because you go, it's not like Canberra, which is an all-day thing. You get enough time to get quite quite jolly when you get out there, and coming back's fun, especially after you win. Going at the Penrith fans is always great fun because they're um they're vicious, but they're clever about it. Whereas the Dragons are just vicious, fucking scumbags. So I'm I'm sad we can't be there, but uh, mate, if the boys can't lift in front of you know top of the table, in front of a hostile crowd with everything to play for, what hope do we have? Yeah, exactly right. And- You've hit the hammer on the head there because, or hit the nail on the head there with the hammer because um, when it comes to when it comes to a grand final, whoever's going to be in there, there's there's going to be fuck all fans in that stadium mm-hmm. anyway. And either end of the field that you're going to be at, it's going to get hostile towards you. So this is a this is a really really good test for us. Hostile environment, team that's on a roll. Let's do them. Smash them. Let's put fifty on them, motherfuckers. Yeah. And let let's yeah. let's debut a guy from um, you know. Karen Bar Coles to go on and score four tries for loss. Yeah, I, I, the, the only problem is I don't think we have anyone from Pizza Hut that's quite tall that could go out and score those tries like like Charlie Staines did. But gotcha. uh, yeah, look, you know, maybe maybe next time, maybe next year against Penrith, we can you know debut someone from Jim's Mowing. Done. The old PTs. <laughs> Anything else, mate? I love it. That is the greatest night of my life. Let's um, I'm going to sleep again. I think I'm still hungover. Let's go. How am I, Moylan? How am I, Moylan?